0: Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange, stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Greetings, everyone. This is Hugh Ballou. Welcome back to another episode of the Nonprofit Exchange. It's an interview show where we talk with people who've been there, done it, and are doing things that impact people's lives. We have a really unique one today and its they're always good. This one's especially important in today's world. So um, Mark, I'm going to let you introduce the topic. So our guest is Mark Victor. So tell people a little bit about who you are and why did you start this nonprofit that you lead?
1: Hey Hugh, thanks for having me on your uh, podcast here. It's such an honor and a pleasure to uh, be on your show. So thank you for that. So yes, it's true, my name is Mark Victor and uh, I am uh, for almost the last 30 years, a criminal law defense attorney. I uh, represent people in major felony cases, not just in Arizona and in Hawaii where I'm licensed, but also across the nation. Uh, We've done a lot of high profile cases and uh, we do, I do trial level matters and appellate matters. And um, our, the name of the law firm that I founded is the Attorneys for Freedom Law Firm. And I say that because we're activists at our firm. I don't hire lawyers unless they're actually uh, freedom activists. We're freedom and peace activists at our firm. We're neither right nor left. Uh, and so also I'm a uh, former United States Marine and uh, very proud of my service with the Marine Corps. My adventure was the uh, Desert Storm Adventure where I uh, lived in a hole for a little while up at the border of Kuwait near the minefields. So I did that and was honorably discharged as a sergeant and uh, still many of my best friends are from the Marine Corps. And uh, yeah, I've been involved in uh, trying to get the world on the right path for many years now. And so with uh, several other people in different countries around the world, we have founded a um, a nonprofit. It's a 501c3 uh, called the Live and Let Live Foundation. And uh, this is a very serious effort by a lot of bright people in different countries around the world to try to uh, get us back on the right track. And when I say us, I mean all of humanity. Because I think that the days of thinking about, you know, a free society or a free community, those days are long gone um, as, as we're, we all are suffering through now this Corona virus pandemic. I mean, this is a great example of what we're talking about, right? I mean, somebody did something in China that has created an incident around the whole world. So that's our community now. Uh, and we need to just, we need to get our heads around it, right? We're brothers and sisters. And we need to get past all of this craziness with worried about skin color and where you're from and what language you speak and who you love and all this other stuff. It's time for the reasonable people of the world to stand up and say enough is enough with this stuff. Let's uh, let's do exactly what Martin Luther King wanted on this point, which is let's be more concerned about the content of a person's character than we are about the color of their skin.
0: I was there when he said that, Atlanta, Georgia, Peachtree Street, out in front of Walgreens. He said that, and I was like, yes. So um, a few weeks ago, we, we finished up a, a series on um, supporting clergy, and we had all three Abrahamic religions represented. And the rabbi, I thought this would be relevant to what you're talking about, just published this book, One God. It's Radical Love, One God, One World, One People. Love I it. thought that would resonate with what you're talking about. We are one people.
1: Yeah. In fact, it's interesting because uh, there's a podcast that I do every week called The Peace Radicals. And we have had uh, several very religious Christians who have come on and said, you know what, Mark, the reason I support the Live and Let Live movement is because I'm a Christian. And I'll note we also had a um, very influential doctor named Zudi Jasser, who's a very religious Muslim. And he came on Peace Radicals and said, you know what, Mark, the reason I support the live and let live movement is because I'm a very religious Muslim and the dictates of Islam understood correctly they demand that I push the same peace movement live and let live that we're all pushing so this is about inclusiveness right people have different views about the world that's fine we need to coalesce around some basic ideas and we call this live and let live
0: I'm inspired already where do I sign up so you have a website tell us about your website
1: Yes, well, if people want to get a hold of me uh, in my law firm, they can always go to attorneysforfreedom.com. If they want to find out more about the live and let live movement, this is easy, just remember live and and uh, right now we've got a temporary website up there. There's lots of information, but we're building, since it's a world-class movement, we're building a world-class website that will be in different languages and we'll have many of the chapter leaders from around the world, incidentally, there are at this moment 37 active chapters which have monthly meetings around the world and they're in 19 different countries and uh, we have several other chapters just simply waiting to be approved because we're very careful we don't want the message to be hijacked we don't want uh people to be you know saying things differently than we're saying so we're screening very carefully people who want to be chapter leaders in different parts of the world and uh Really, it's, a, it's a, the most exciting thing I've ever been involved in. It's uh, There it is. That's that's the homepage right now. In fact, there's a 14-minute video right there where it says play video that'll give a good good summary overview of uh, really what Live and Let Live is about.
0: That's awesome. Liveandletlive.org. It's all spelled out. No dashes, anything, no caps. Just liveandletlive.org. And so, Mark... You had an idea. Now, out of every hundred people that have an idea, only three people do something about it. So we had this idea. How did you make this happen?
1: Well, actually, it's, um, it's been something I've been thinking about very carefully for really almost 30 years now. Back when I uh, went into law school, you know, I started life, I was uh, from, from Massachusetts and I was raised in the Jewish tradition. So I was expected to be a D in life. And uh, because of that, without knowing anything about what the D's or the R's were about, I said, okay, I'm an R. And, um, you know, there were things I liked about Ronald Reagan and, and some of the things he said about individual responsibility. But when I got to law school, um I started reading cases and I fortunately for me ran into a professor by the name of Butler Schaefer and he he got me to see the world differently and I've been frankly thinking about what he said and what he taught me for 30 years as a criminal defense lawyer as I've been going through um the criminal justice system and fortunately you know I had to take the bar exam again when I got admitted to Hawaii a few years ago and I looked at the entire American jurisprudence through the lens of what we're saying with live and let live. And it all made sense, right? There's a, there's a basic sort of, um, there should be basic rules about a civilized society. And, um, that that's what we call our legal principle. We get this from live and let live. And then there are things that we can say beyond the law, right? There are moral principles. There are things that we need to say, that shouldn't be in the law, we would oppose putting them in the law, but we wanna say and advocate for them aggressively, nonetheless, And you know, we summarize uh, each of our principles as follows. The legal principle, we simply summarize as don't be an aggressor, right? Nobody should ever aggress against anybody else. In the moral principle, we summarize as be a good human. We break both of those things down because they both need more explanation. But what's very important for people to understand is the difference between a legal rule and a moral rule, right? Legal rules, if you break those, we're going to do something to you, right? There are formal consequences. Moral rules, you're free to break all day long. There may be social consequences. People might not want to do business with you. They may not want to be friends with you. Um, But these are different types of rules. And we need to get our brains around uh, the very important ideas in both realms but keeping them separate is really key to understanding the, the path to get to freedom and peace around the world.
0: Well, um, I think Abraham is the father of Muslim and, and Islam and Judaism and Christianity. Yeah. And I believe he's in the capital, the statue. And the rules you talk about are the Ten Commandments. Those came from the, the Jewish part of the Bible you know that we, that we all share. So there's, um, I think those were there because we needed to learn how to behave but how do we apply those? And your your point is so powerful. Um, what's the spirit of what we do that's the integrity of our work? And, and I think, Mark, when you start looking at what we have in common, that's powerful, rather than looking at, wh- at what our differences are. See, I'm a tall guy, and I automatically intimidate shorter people, <laughs> but we're human beings. And so if you look at what's different, that's a problem.
1: That's right. The more you travel around the world, and I have been to many, many countries, the more you realize how similar we are. Yeah, there's differences. We speak differently. We look differently. But you know what? Deep down, we're not that different. We all, um, you know, we we enjoy going out to eat and hanging out with our friends and we want our kids to do well. And we want peace and we want to be productive in life and we want to leave the next generation better than we found, uh, you know, our generation. So there are things that we want to do. And live and let live really is the way to describe a principle that could be described in other ways as well. Many of my Christian friends say, Mark, what you're talking about here is living the golden rule. They're exactly right. My friends in Hawaii say, Mark, what you're talking about here, this is the true meaning of the aloha spirit. They're right. There are many different ways to describe the same type of a principle. But uh, really, it deals with the fact that live and let live really is what it says it's what it purports to be you know if it's not that confusing the first word is live what could this possibly mean right i mean live your life you're in charge of you you have to be in charge of your body your property your money your time in order for you to live your life you i like to say it as you should be the iron-fisted dictator of you of course this is for competent adults we're talking about so anything else we would say in this space is really just a suggestion. Um, but we in the live and let live movement, we're making suggestions. This is where we get our moral principle. It's a suggestion. You're free to ignore it. We say, be a good human. And what we mean by that is there are some certain aspirational values. You might think of them as enlightenment values, things like open-mindedness on all questions at all times. And Look, if you're shown to be wrong, be excited about that. You know, there's nothing more exciting than being wrong, right? You're corrected and you can improve yourself and go forward. Also tolerance. We need to be tolerant over um, differences in how other people live and what they enjoy. And voluntary kindness, not forced kindness. That's not real kindness. Real kindness is voluntary. You do it because you want to do it, not because you have to do it. In civility, we should be able to disagree in agreeable ways. We shouldn't be calling each other names and uh, acting like a bunch of, you know, high school or junior high kids. We're adults. We should act like adults. Let's always be civilized at all times. Things like building high levels of trust with other human beings. You want a good relationship with another human being, work on building a high level of trust. In fact, In truth, we're committed to these things wherever they go and rational thought, rational inferences from those wherever they go, even if it goes somewhere you didn't want to go be committed to the truth. And we care about this stuff because at the end of the day, what we want to do in this space is optimize human happiness and well being and minimize suffering some in the live and that live movement say, including me. We should try to minimize the suffering of all living things. Life is important. So that's what we call our moral principle. And then the rest of the analysis is very simple as well. It's simply let live. So you know what live means, right? You're in charge of you. Well, if you let live, that means you got to let other people be in charge of them, right? Now, this is a very important rule. And how do you violate this? Well, you aggress against another person. When you aggress, you are doing something with another person's body or property or money. So don't aggress, that's what the law should prohibit at all times. And we think that this should apply to all people, no matter who you are, even if you form a group, a small group, a big group, if you're a corporation, no special breaks here, and not even a break for the government. Why would we ever want the government to aggress to, uh, against people? And we, of course, break down aggression. This is lawyerly stuff, but that's what we do as an initiation of force or fraud or coercion or doing anything that creates a substantial risk of harm to another person or their property. So what we would say is if you don't do that, you should be left alone. Even if what you're doing other people consider to be immoral or unhealthy or unwise or maybe not in your best interest, that's where persuasion comes in. We don't have a right to tell other people anything other than to demand that they should not be aggressors. And if we coalesced around this idea, right? And the cost of this, by the way, is that we gotta take even our own morality out of the law. That's right. I think we should help people who are less fortunate than ourselves. I do, I feel very strongly about that. That's my moral position, but I don't want that in the law because if my moral position goes in the law, other people with different moral positions will also want their ideas in the law. And that's where we are now. That's what we're fighting about now. Everybody's fighting to get control of the government so they can impose their view of how other people should live on everybody.
0: Preach it, brother. This time in a Christian service, we'd say we'd take up an offering.
1: <laughs> Excellent. You know, my, all, every, we have people in this movement, very religious, very not religious, And they get along just fine because everybody recognizes as a baseline, we defend the rights of everybody to live how they want to live.
0: We've gotten into this, um, and I've got high blood pressure. So I asked my doctor what to do about it. He says, stop watching the news. So, you know, we... um, there's a special place for nonprofits, and that's a stupid word. It's a tax exempt for-purpose business. It's not our, our for-profit, it's a for-purpose, and it's very intentional to impact people's lives. And we, in fact, your lawyer, you know this, the, the organization we have, we are stewards. We're custodians of funds that aren't ours. Right. We help people who don't belong to us volunteer. And rally around a cause, rally around the vision for impacting the world. So, speak a little bit. You now, we 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 sign up for a five hundred one c three, which is nonprofit is not a philosophy; it's a classification. You know that you, you um, can, people can can deduct their donations to you, but it's for impacting the world. So, you and I have both been in the military. We've been where people are shooting people, trying to kill them. Um, and we both are advocates for peace. So define what that what peace means, because, you know, there might be different people have different ideas what peace really means.
1: It's an excellent question. Thanks for asking that question. Well, I think freedom and peace are different ideas, right? I think freedom is a necessary prerequisite for peace. So let me start with freedom. Freedom to me means you're not being aggressed against. That's what freedom is. It means you are in charge of your body, your property, your money, your time, your mind even, what you believe. If you're in charge of those things, you're absolutely free. You're the iron-fisted dictator of those things. But you know, Hugh, you and I could be neighbors, and uh, so long as neither of us trespasses on the other, we're living in freedom. But we may be horrible to each other. I may, when I see you in the morning, I may say, hey, Hugh, I hope you have a horrible day today. And you may say, you too, Mark. And uh, we we may not like each other. While we're living in freedom, we're certainly not living in peace. Peace requires sticking your big toe into the moral world. If we want to get to peace, you got to have a little bit more of maybe what I would describe as concern or maybe even a little bit of love for your fellow person it's 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 that when I come out in the morning I say hey Hugh how are you I hope you have a great day today and I really mean it I'm not just saying it one of the things that we say in the live and let live movement is live the message don't just repeat the message about being a good human but actually live the message care about it care about yourself and you know we're we're um pushing as part of the moral um the moral principle right now saying, be the best version of you, bring out the best version of yourself that has yet hit the planet, right? Think about what you've done well in your life, what you've done poorly in your life, and resolve to improve everything and bring out a brand new version of yourself. So whenever we might get to freedom, right? If we can get the law, the, the laws of the world calibrated around this idea of no aggression, what we call the live and let live legal principle. Nobody gets to aggress against anyone else. We'll get freedom, but we won't necessarily get peace until people buy voluntarily buy in to some aspects of the moral principle. We can never get to peace. But the good news is most people agree with this message. And in fact, we have our, our global leaders meeting coming up in a couple of weeks, and it's the best part every month for me, because I get to talk to the leaders of the Live and Let Live movement around the world. And we're we're, we're making this community now, and we're meeting these wonderful, wonderful people. And everybody's really committed to just bringing out the best versions of themselves and bringing out a very positive, inspiring message. Because one thing that we uh, are assuming here is that there's more of us than there are of them. And what I mean by them, people who reject, both the legal principle and the moral principle. I think there's far more of us. So what I I say to them in the meeting is, look, the only thing standing between us and actually realizing freedom and peace on a global scale is our ability to deliver the message in a way that people understand. Because if we can deliver that message, given that all we really need is about a third, right? The American Revolution is estimated to be a, supported by about a third of the people. If we can get to a third, we'll get our way. And frankly, I think if everybody hears our message, we'll have at least 75 to 90% of the people will agree with this message.
0: I think um, understanding it and part of this, Mark, what I've noticed around the world, whether it's synagogues, churches, or community-based charities, those who are focused on others, those who are focused on helping others, come to a sense of peace because they're they're wanting to serve rather than to take so there's a whole different paradigm from what people on the news tell us we ought to believe or maybe even the commercial world says buy this and you'll have peace you'll have happiness so there's a there's a counter counter cultural thing that's in the words of murray bowen who's a psychiatrist that started the, the bowen bowen Institute in in, um, Bowen Center in Georgetown University. It's differentiation of self. What are your core principles? And how do you make decisions based on core principles? And you've just outlined a number, quite a number of very strong leadership principles. You want to say anything about, about leadership and principles?
1: Absolutely. It's all about principles. That's why we call it the live and let live principle generally and then there's the live the live and let live legal principle and the live and let live moral principle but you know we we stand very firm on these principles so let me throw out some ideas here right and so imagine uh somebody who rejects everything i said about the moral principle somebody who is uh intolerant uh, uh close-minded uncivilized unkind Uh, This person, so long as this person is not an aggressor, I would defend, defend the right of such a person to live their lives in the horrible ways they want to live their lives. This is very important. It's not just a matter of defending things that I'm in favor of. So what comes to mind here, uh, think about the the white supremacist attitude, the white supremacist person. I couldn't disagree more with such a person and their outlook on life. Well, I would try my best to persuade this person. If they say, no, Mark, uh, you know, I, I hate Jews like you or whatever, and uh, that's the way I live my life, I would say fine. In the same way, I would defend their right to say whatever they wanted to say, even and especially in the case where I disagree, I defend their right to live how they wanna live so long as with the one exception, they don't violate that legal principle. If you st- you put one finger on somebody else. Uh, now you're trespassing, and we have a problem, right? You you uh, in- you damage somebody's property. Now you've violated the legal principle. We have a problem. But if you want to be what I would call a peaceful jerk, I defend your rights in a free country to be a peaceful jerk. So it's not just like free speech. It's not just a matter of defending what people say that I agree with. It's especially defending what they say in the cases where I disagree. That's where you defend the principles, at the edges, where no one else wants to defend them.
0: You know, that's such an important perspective. Um, you know, God created us all, and we're all very unique, and we're all very different. And if I try to try to change everybody else, it's a, it's a moot point. All I can do is change myself. And actually, people have responded to that. And change because they've seen value in how I show up. So we're coming close to the end of this um, very energized interview. I oh, was silly me, wondering if I've had enough questions. Now, duh. <laughs> so Mark, how can people listening um, embed this in their work? So we have nonprofit leaders, we have clergy, we have volunteers in the community. How can they participate in this peace movement and tie it into what they're doing with their their charitable work?
1: Well, the best thing people could do is say, you know what, Mark? Uh, I've gone to the liveandletlive.org website. I've, I've looked at everything there and I love it, I'm in. Okay, well, if there's not a chapter near you, start one. Contact us and say, you know what, Mark? I wanna hold a meeting once a month and get help get people excited about this global peace movement. This could be tremendous, right? We, we're organizing people, it's a grassroots effort. Start a chapter, join a chapter. This is the best thing you could do. Second best thing you could do that's still really, really important is make a donation. We need money to get the message out. I've been running an attorney's uh, trust account here for almost 30 years. I'm very clear on how funds are supposed to be used. And this has been my life's mission to try to generate more peace globally. And so whatever dollars you saw fit to donate uh, to the Live and Let Live Foundation, which you can do from the website as well. Uh, I assure you, we will use in the most efficient manner possible to do, which is really our goal, to deliver the message in a way that people can understand. And so those things are super important, but also um, just blast it out on social media. Take the link for liveandletlive.org and blast it around everywhere, far and wide, and say, look, I just discovered this new global peace movement, which, by the way, doesn't even kick off until March of 2023. The reason for that is we really want to have a a world class look on the website. We want it to have some good momentum. I didn't I didn't expect we'd have 31 chapters already. We don't even have our our permanent website up. But the and like I tell people in the movement, the message is strong enough, right? The truth, the obviousness. Um, The morality of this message is strong enough by itself on its own to just convince people when they hear it, but if they don't hear it it won't convince anybody so I'd ask people to blast it out on their social networks uh, as well, these are the kinds of things and if they want to get more involved just contact me directly. You can either contact me through my law firm website or through the live and let live site, or my direct email is just Mark M A R C at attorneys for freedom, all spelled out attorneys for And uh, just say, Hey Mark, how can I help? I love it. We'll find a way to work together and create a win-win and really let's try to change the world. We got to do this, right? Because things are urgent. Technology is not going back in the box and smaller and smaller numbers of people unfortunately can do greater amounts of harm. And so it's urgent that we, we stop being adrift here and we get our brains around some important principles and get the world back on the right track.
0: Go for it. Go for it. So um, leaders out there, you're, <clears throat> you're leading your own initiative. You're doing your own donation programs. Notice what Mark just did. He was very clear on the value proposition very clear on what you could do very clear on how the money is going to be used and in, in their fiduciary oversight and stewardship of those funds so mark you set a stunning example there for everybody watching so um, as a parting thought what do you want to leave people with today
1: well i would say that if you like most people right now are feeling frustrated right if you're upset with the r's if you're upset with the d's if you're frustrated no matter what news channel you watch Do something about it. Don't just sit on the sidelines. You've got an organized group of very good, committed people with a serious effort here to try to put the world back on the right track. Uh, So get involved. Do something to help out this effort. We haven't even uh, identified the founders of the movement yet because we haven't kicked it off. If you want to be a founder of the movement, get involved. Be a mover and shaker. We can use your skills and talents and efforts to help join with ours to to try to leave the world a better place than we found it.
0: Spoken with passion, like all of us need to be doing. Uh, Mark Victor, thank you for being our guest today on the Nonprofit Exchange.
1: Thanks for having me, brother. It was a real joy to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange.